0: It's a beat, mitzvah! Beat down, right. <laughs> beat down his guard and shore through his shield. The uh, opening picture in the night of the splendid way. Can you pass that around? Yeah.
1: Night. Night you don't have very good reputation.
0: The sure. so Night of the Splendid the Way, a rich literary masterpiece by W. E. Kewell will encourage any weary traveler to carry the emblem of the king, for it shall be a shining light in dark and dreadful battle, a beacon of hope for the weak and forlorn. It will inspire those who dream of great and noble deeds to be strong and of good courage, for in the king's name we can do all. It will heal with embalming salve the hurts of the wounded and lift up the fallen in battle. This intriguing allegory will help us identify the lure of the black knight. A strong and dreadful champion who comes in subtle guises, pitiless and unrelenting. So great is his hatred for the Lord of the Splendid Way, and those in his service. And through this great foe is one. And though this great foe is one of guile and peril, we can be gladly heartened as we seek the radiant vision of the face, tender and resplendent. For in his eyes the depth of love cannot be measured. It compasses land and sea in time that was and is and shall be. In that love, we can face the new day with new power. So rise, Sir Knight, for it is morning. Mark Hamby. So it's a uh, it's a classic, and uh, I think Vision Forum uh, put that out. And again, great book, great book. But it's uh, it's an allegory.
2: Like Pilgrim's Progress?
0: Not unlike Song. Pilgrim's Progress, sure. Um, but in the... Uh, night yeah, of the round really table type of uh, motif um, so imagine uh, my surprise as I bought uh, a new book that lends itself to the same type of motivation for those in the way those following the way and uh, and amazingly is not an allegory but rather is just a plant your feet this way and lean into it because it's going to get tough right about now and here's a way to take a look at it so I was so impressed with the uh, original reading of this this book that uh, I actually uh, it was on sale one day and I I bought a second copy thinking oh man now I've got to read that Uh, I already had it Mm -hmm. can you translate that cover for us yeah what's that mean this is the way, yeah, really, yeah. the way of the upright, right? So, uh, the Meshalat Yesharim, and um, as I did with the other book, let me just read you uh, a little bit of the intro here. This is written by the Ramchal, that's Rabbi Moshe Chaim Luzato. Yes, he's Italian. So Thank story. you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: right. sure,
0: So this is uh, <laughs> deceptively simple. There's no magic and unfortunately there's no knights with uh, gleaming shields. Uh, although you are more than willing to wear a uh, combat handgun while you read it Absolutely. Um, which which may change your, your
3: uh. may I recommend reading the passage of the Talmud that it's all based on well, that's a good part in the introduction yeah
0: I um, I don't know if that's under his or, a, or the next one I'm looking for that now but um Attracted
2: is it great?
3: Yeah. It's just the introduction. Pist- oh, Pist- oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, no, I think I mean it's, yes, yeah. well, it's Shabbos. Yeah,
4: yeah,
3: I, I think, think it's A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Either, oh, no, 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 hold on. No, it's a different one. Either, so, either.
0: here's what the uh, here's what the author of this book says. I did not compose this work to teach people what they don't know but rather to remind them of what they already know and is abundantly evident to them. If you'll not find in most of my words anything other than matters that most people know and don't doubt at all, but in accordance with the great degree to which these matters are universally accepted as self-evident and a corresponding measure to their truth being manifest to all, so is people's disregard for them very prevalent, and as a result, forgetfulness of them is rapid. Therefore, since this book is not intended to introduce new ideas, but to remind people of the undeniable truths that they tend to forget, the benefit to be cleaned from this sephir will not come from reading it once. For it is entirely possible that after reading this sephir, the reader will not find in his mind novel ideas that were not already present in his mind prior to reading the sephir, other than a few points. This is the author writing this. Mm. Rather, the main benefit of reading this effort comes from reviewing it and doing so consistently so that one will be constantly reminded of these matters which people naturally tend to forget. And as a result, we will take to heart his obligation in life, which he otherwise ignores. So the... uh, If you find what you're looking for, let me... Please. 17. Did you find seventeen? Yeah. I was yeah. yeah. So um, the table of contents lists there's only four or five things he's going to go through, um, two chapters on each. Um, Observance of all the commandments means exactly as the words imply, that is, observance of the entire body of mitzvot with all their details and requirements. Although the affirmation verse is comprehensive, there is another system of categories that is better suited for a specific purpose. Now all these categories certainly require considerable explanation. I have found that our sages of blessed memory incorporated all of these five elements listed in the affirmation verse in a different system of organization and categorization that is more specific and that is organized based on the step-by-step approach necessary for these elements in order to properly acquire them. This system is what the sages taught in a beraita cited in various places in the Talmud, one of them being in the chapter Lifnei Adahain, the first cha- chapter of tractate Avodah Zarah. The following is the language of the Barisa. From here, Rab Pincus Ben-Yair said, Torah study brings one to Zehirut. Vigilance. In turn, Zehirut brings one to Zahizut, Zerizut, alacrity. Zerizut brings one to Nekiyut, which is cleanness, cleanliness, cleanliness. Neki, Nekiyut brings one to Perishut, abstinence. Perishut brings one to Tahara, purity. Tahara brings one to chasidut, piety. Chassidut brings one to Anava, humility. And Anava brings one to Yerat Chet, fear of sin. Yerat Chet brings one to kedusha, holiness. Kedushah brings one to Ruach HaChodesh, divine inspiration. And Ruach HaChodesh brings one to resurrection of the dead. Based on the affirmation Barisa, I have decided to compose this work of mine in order to teach myself and to remind others of the requisites for the complete service of Hashem. That is, the five components mentioned in the above verse by way of their progression. And his chapters are man's mission in his world, which you can read in about seven minutes. The trait of vigilance, the elements of vigilance, the way to acquire vigilance, factors that detract from vigilance and how to avoid them. Then we move on to the trait of alacrity. The elements of alacrity, the way to acquire alacrity, and the factors that detract from alacrity and how to avoid them. I think you're going to see the parallel here. The trait of cleanliness, details of the trait of cleanliness, the ways to acquire cleanliness trait of abstinence, the elements of abstinence, and the way to acquire abstinence. The trait of purity, the way to acquire purity, and the trait of piety, and the elements of piety. Weighing the implementation of piety, the way to acquire piety. The trait of humility, the way to acquire humility. The trait of fear of sin, the way to acquire it. And the trait of holiness, and then the afterward by the author. Awesome book. This book is available on the internet for free. All over the place.
5: Reminds me of the uh, verse in is it second Peter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, add to your faith. Um. I can't remember the order, but that you know, add to your faith. You know, perseverance to your perseverance,
0: holiness, long suffering, long suffering,
5: godliness. Yeah. Yeah, whatever the order is, I right, will right. memorize. But but it's showing a progression of character development and spiritual maturity. Exactly right. So, you know,
0: same it's, thing. He's, he's nailed it yeah. Yeah. so um, Peter's recommended that we we go ahead and walk through this book this will be the first time that we've gone through a book that is outside the word of God but every other sentence that the Ram call uses is a quote from either the Talmud the Midrash the Mishnah or the scripture itself so um, I think I'd like to do it um Like I said, this book is available for free on the internet. However, if you are reading through the Talmud uh, through the Art Scroll app, you can purchase this book for $9.99 and have this exact same book with all the footnotes, which are incredible. The footnotes, um, as you might uh, imagine, um, as in the Talmud or anything else, uh, down below as in your Chumash, are extraordinary, yeah, yeah, Um, almost as good as the book Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been through the uh, first chapter, I'm almost done with the second chapter now and I read about halfway through it when I first bought the book Um, so that's where we're going, unless uh, somebody has a problem um, like I said, if you can't afford it, it's free, get over it, right Um, (laughs) if you want to buy it in uh, in this uh, form I'm thinking you're looking at about $20, bucks, 19.99, something like that, from ArtScroll. Um, but again, it's available in the ArtScroll app, and I strongly recommend that one because you can read it anywhere at any time. Is that my copy or is that yours? One of my copies. It's that's one is, of my copies. I it. You've, yeah. Okay, so. Let's see if it has your stamp. It has nope. It's getting mine. Um, okay. That one doesn't have the stamp because this one had the stamp, okay. so that one I was going to give away. You did.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And it there didn't, is. You didn't say how far away. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, I I could just say like the uh, the first time that I had heard about this book was from Jonathan uh-huh. Jonathan Upwood, and he he had kind of mentioned that he had been attending some classes where they were going through something very similar, and he had brought up this idea of trying to study m- things that could be applied literally during the class. I mean, these things are so practical and we could start applying them the minute we hear them. That's exactly right. And then you read them at home, that day at work, that day with your wife, your family, everybody. It's part of the life. Yeah, and it's written in a very inspiring way. You know, like, sometimes books are very factual and they're just like, kind of spitting facts out to you, but he writes in such a way that really gets you is so motivated motivated to participate in what he's talking about. And, I mean, even just the first thing I got really convicted on, because it mentions um, how basically the only way to be anything, amount to anything, and overcome just the very first thing in that whole series of, I don't know if there were 10, 12, was uh, Torah study. Yeah. And consistent daily Torah study. I was mentioning this to some of the men Last night, like, oh man, I read that and I was like, I, I really have not had a very scheduled, regimented Torah study daily like that, mm-hmm. like he's suggesting. Yep. And it's, it's just stuff like that where we you're like, oh man, that, that makes so much sense, of course. And but he, of course, he quotes tons of Talmud five, five, to support five, that. Sure. Um, and if you implement it into your life at that point,
0: then you're actually infusing yourself with the thoughts, the will, and the ways of Hashem. Right. How can that be a bad thing? Absolutely. Can right. bad thing? So anyway, that's, uh, that's what's coming down the pike. So we're going to, um, after we get past Moshana um, Rabbah, Simchat Torah, Bereshit this Shabbat, um, we're going to do that. I don't know um, if there's any reason we couldn't do one chapter per week, um, but we may want to lengthen out a little
6: bit to give you an opportunity to practice. So we'll as we get into it, we'll do that. I know we have a number of avid readers in this room, and then... Uh, a more refined group of those avid readers. I know that we have some readers of Rabbi Shalom Arush.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh,
6: I just finished The Garden of Knowledge, which is his, um, he's going through the first five chapters of Genesis. So if you want some really neat takeaways from Parshat Bereshit, some stuff you may not have thought about before, some stuff that's very practical, um, just some beautiful insights. Highly recommend. Yeah.
0: We're actually going to look at some of his books later on after we get this, and then and do some other studies. Um, we've got the the Garden of Peace for the Married Men, the Garden of, uh, of uh, Faith Emunah. Um That one is probably where we'll go after this, and then yeah, we can do that one. It's the guy's prolific, and to yeah, say the least, he's he's uh, he's unbelievable. So, okay. So um, that's what's coming. For tonight, um, I'd just like to have a quick discussion on a couple of topics. The first would be that um, this, is, this is rubber meeting the road. This is Now we're done with theological stuff. We're done with the ethereal stuff. We're done with the all that stuff. But yeah, now we're going to get there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Go in peace, the peace of God go with you. Um, Amen. Yeah. So now we're now we're gonna look. Uh, my father plays dominoes better than your father. The, um, yeah. Um, now we're now we're gonna look at check. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I read in I read in the, the mass when That's I, went I, I, had I said. went I went to a funeral and a uh, uh, funeral mass and uh, you know they wheeled the body in and. Uh, and I was reading through the, the uh, liturgy stuff, and the back page said, you know, you just can't give communion to everybody. It's, it's not a lack of hospitality or charity, it's just that we recognize that there are some folks that just have, well, different beliefs. So if you're not a Catholic Christian who's been going to confession, then, well... You know, we can't really grape juice and crackers. Yeah, we can't. We, we can't give you that uh, communion if you're a if you're a Catholic that hasn't been going to confession. If you're a non-Catholic Christian, or if you're one who's in need of confession. But you, and now that you know you can't take communion with us. If you'd like to receive a blessing instead, that's great. So when you come up for communion, getting in line to have the uh, to wafer and the and the drink mm-hmm. from the same cup that the guy with the Ebola had, then... Yeah, it seems like the health department would have yeah, Why that. don't they do that? Yeah. It's um, in a silver chest So if you you're going to... You know. Yeah. <laughs> right, so there it is. Right, it absorbs all the impurities. You step up. But you just cross your arms over your chest and we'll know you're not here to take communion. You're here to receive a blessing. You're here. It the just goodness. seems odd to me to receive a blessing Somebody. with a physical posture of, I don't believe this girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I digress. Bless me. Yeah, the body I language. Like, the have body language. I've, I've, of a I haven't sinned. I haven't sinned. I came for a blessing. Yeah. I haven't sinned today. <laughs> 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 Bless me, Father. Yeah. Oh yeah, then you go you just lied, confessed. That's right, there's oh, one. There's mean, one. Oh you, yeah. yeah. you <laughs> wanted a separation between my heart and yeah. my This is
4: why you want me to cross my arms. bless <laughs> me. If you would have only admitted you were gay. Yeah. Then I could give it Then you I, a I could bless. give it, I you it. You lie about. Just said it
0: All right. So, so now down to the practical. Uh, the Supreme Court just ruled by not ruling. The Supreme Court just refused to hear five different states, not including North Carolina, that had voted
4: uh Facebook post on your topic.
0: Okay. Um, that actually um, chose to vote against allowing any type of homosexual marriage in their state. And these five states that voted overwhelmingly not to allow homosexual marriage in their states This was challenged, and it eventually got to the Supreme Court. And these five states were about to be heard by the highest court in the land, which in our form of government is the bottom line. There is only one thing that can change their final decree, and that would be a constitutional amendment by two-thirds of the states in our union. They chose not to hear it, not interested, which meant that the lower court's ruling, and in all five cases, had voted to allow homosexual marriage and invalidate the vote of the people. And North Carolina, our case had not reached that level but was paralleling Virginians and when Virginia's was struck down because the Supreme Court failed to hear it today in North Carolina today right here in River City, people were lined up all afternoon to be married as homosexuals to, to
1: get their certificates anyway?
0: uh, they have marriage certificates
1: so oh they already have them, no they way. They
0: got oh, they them there to, at the to at end. the justice okay. of the peace. yeah. so um, I would like to kick off just a quick discussion on this, and I'm literally talking maybe five, seven, ten minutes. Um, I believe that homosexual marriage should be allowed in our state, and should be allowed in the United States. And I cite. You're that side. I am not. I'm playing this side because I believe this side, because I think we made a grave by allowing who was it
1: John Calvin
0: Pastor John Calvin who strongly encouraged civil government to join with religious government and to work as one that's exactly what the Catholic Church wants by the way so because he encouraged that we adopted that and therefore when Colby married the lovely Miss Upham they needed to go to the Justice of the Peace and get a marriage license to be married by the state, by the state. because what's a license? what is the definition of a license? You permission. permission to do something yeah, that you're not so. allowed to do without so I have a license to drive an automobile it means that without a license I'm not permitted to do so I have a fundamental problem with the government telling me that I'm not allowed to stand under the hoopah officiated by a man of God Agreed. to deal with a religious ceremony. Now, before we get into this, I just want to make sure for you younger young men, especially those of you who may not be married yet... Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're yeah, in a no, real minority here. And I would... Yeah. I have never asked him but I would think that he would agree with me he being this
5: righteous man I had to clasp the ball and <laughs> that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's, it's, you can feel it but right it hasn't, bam! It hasn't yeah. clink <laughs> um, oh,
0: I gosh. think he would agree I don't, I don't give a damn if you get the civil ceremony done and you are rightly married in the eyes of the law I don't care It's the religious ceremony, it's in the eyes of God and his people, that matters to me. Amen. But, we live in a land that differs. So I don't want to argue with you about whether or not it's right or wrong. It is now, according to God, wrong (laughs) to deny homosexual marriage in the state of North Carolina. Why? Because God's the one who put the people that are in charge, in charge. So, it is wrong now. Now, what I want to talk about is...
6: Did you just for No. <laughs> Romans 13
0: is very clear. We need to remain under our God-given authorities, those of civil government. So, here's the question. How should we approach this?
7: Barricaded against
2: the Quakers. Should we argue this? Theses of some
4: sort. How do we do it? What's the deal? Well, do? I, I don't I think, think we fellow. should encourage homosexuals to get
0: married. I agree. Cool. That's a yeah. good spot. That's a good starting point. Good.
4: Good. Can I, can I take the other side? I am I actually agree 100%. But, so here's this bit, really good, actually, good Facebook post. He goes, so he's a little mad is he? He mad, bro? He's a Christian. No, no. Be oh. So, how is it that one person, comma a judge, can strike down what the people of the state have voted into law? Talking about Amendment One, seems to violate the democratic process. Or we don't have a democracy process of the republic. I think what he's going say. Okay. Um, seems. Uh, what was the point in taking my time to vote? Valid question. Sorry to all that I may make mad. He used other language with this comment, but are we still entitled to our opinion? We are still entitled to our opinion, right? Or has there, or has that been stricken down by some judge somewhere else as well?
2: The question was, there was
4: a law by the God-given authority, and then the higher God-given authority trumped that law. Plurality
0: of the people in North Carolina decided they did not want homosexual marriage. Unfortunately, Federal government trumps state government when it comes to passage across state lines.
1: Yes, since the
0: so my trail, uh, my my North Carolina the driver's the license between is good in Georgia, and because of that same reason, my marriage license is good across state license, uh, across state lines, and that's the argument that was made. It doesn't matter what each state wants; there needs to be an overriding national decision on what's allowed and what's not allowed. So if one state will allow it, then all states must in this regard. I don't know if I agree with that, and I don't really care. And I think we can lose a lot of time arguing over whether or not the Supreme Court made the right decision. I think they made a decision, and therefore I need to deal with that. Now, should we go to try and make an amendment to the Constitution of the United States? Or in my opinion, are we just wasting our time and breath? People are going to hell! And we're wondering whether or not they should get tax benefits for being a couple?
1: Yeah. First, I would say, again, yeah, different issue. Uh, actually, if you look at the Constitution of the United States, it actually affords this right, this freedom to do so. It also affords us to establish other laws, but it can be in contrast with the Constitution. And that goes all the way back when we eliminated states' rights. So there was no state identity. Which is so a problem. when I saw the law coming through, and then you look at the way it's written, it's very discriminatory. Or you just know that they did it. I mean, to me, it appeared that they did it on purpose. They wrote it so that it would be easily usurped, so I could support this, but it's still going to go down. And it did, and and probably rightfully so. And there were host. Mm-hmm. You're the...
7: My issue is, is not as much with the marriage thing. I'll be honest with you, I don't have any particular... Was he
0: honest with us before this? Uh, that's a good question.
7: Maybe Actually, done. there's no um, evidence. There's no honest, evidence he was honest I'm going to be dishonest with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me lie to you. Let me lie to you a little more. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's... that basically, from my perspective, my biggest concern is not so much the political angles of this and what you do next. And I mean, honestly, it's kind of like what's done is done. To me, though, the biggest concern is that um, when I study the prophets and I look at the and I look at um, the Torah, I feel like one of the things that God is primarily concerned about in a society is the um, un- 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 unashamed promotion Absolutely. of sin. Amen. And and when when people get to a point where they can publicly do wrong and not be afraid of any criticism, condemnation, or and are un, unashamed to blatantly violate the law, the words of God publicly, then I think that the society is in a very dangerous place. Precarious. Um, because if you look at the way that the, the scripture judicial system was structured in the Torah. It's actually extremely hard to get a guilty verdict for any of the sins that are capital offenses, really any sin at all but especially the capital ones Um, and so much, I mean way harder than like a western judicial system because God was not concerned about the punishment he can take care of that. His issue primarily was to drive these people into the dark or scare them from doing it at all. Absolutely. But now We have this as being a public thing. And I think that that, I think you
1: said, I don't know.
0: But but therein therein lies my question tonight. Forget what's happened. What should our response be to individuals? Not to the government, not to the polling place. How should we react? Because we are known, I would hope of all, we are known as religious men, serious about our faith, Surely, people are going to ask what we think about the Supreme Court's decision. The answer, the response, is what I want tonight. What's
3: important? There's a really cool article written by uh, some Harvard people regarding, like, just a very objective and logical take on homosexuality and specifically homosexual marriage. And I had that article. Oh was it, okay, thank you, you. sent it to me, oh okay, right, well, so that was it, almost a year ago, yeah, it was a while ago and and it was, it yeah, was good while, everything and the me. reason I bring that up is because I feel like scared what's in that sh- is is what should be promoted right about now, and what what is in that is how homosexual marriage is being promoted in the media by its supporters as a right as the same as you know it's the same love like everything is is um, they're not trying to like establish their own thing they're trying to like take over something that has been yes. for a long time co-opt redefining it redefining something that we have something that God gave us and the the response for in my opinion should be less about specifically whether or not you agree with the idea of homosexual marriage or whether or not the Supreme Court can rule in favor of this or that like ignoring the politics of it but focusing on basically just the science of it and and the biology of how deviant of of an act that that is to even call it marriage now it's interesting
0: that, that you call it deviant Greg because when Greg and I this Greg and I were boys homosexuality was across the board known and described and in public and in print and in dictionaries as deviant behavior. Today, that doesn't seem to be the case. What was deviant is now evidently
3: appropriate. Right. So f- I think our response to this, if we were asked by somebody, should be to focus on how th- everyth- the, 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 the two things that we're talking about marriage, as, as is defined both biologically scripturally like every every everything defines marriage and we don't need people to do that you know so um to to focus on that and then also to focus on how this is this is a different thing like you know because i feel like when i've when i've talked about it with people you know they they focus on like the all all of like the emotional pulls you know you've seen youtube videos of the people that are like Talking about, I had two dads, and they both loved me, and this and that. And it's all about the love, and it's all about the emotion, instead of focusing on the just the biology of it. I mean, sure. the fact so that So the dad men that men and claims were on YouTube men. that she had two dads and they both
0: loved her, obviously, came from the union of non
3: two dads. <laughs> exactly. That's. That's a, an excellent point. And I, I've heard it all. I mean, I've heard like, well, no, we need homosexual like, relationships because we're going to overpopulate ourselves and implode in a couple oh. of years if we don't, because people are having she too many 21? kids, Which is ridiculous. Yes. And then you, I mean, you hear all kinds we may of implode, but that's I'm <laughs> You hear all kinds of, of, of stuff that like, just masks, I think, the, the real point, which is like, well, you can't, you can't get around the fact that like, you are only here. Because someone else wasn't a homosexual. <laughs> I'm only having this conversation with you because someone made the right decision, not doing their own thing, you know. And so, and and I think it's a huge issue, of course, that it's very public now. Because now, th- with this, comes um, lots of TV shows, music, movies, news, yeah, social I media. Actually, it's all think going to I swing this think way.
0: That's what was there. Yeah, that already and caused. Yeah, this, but, but it is still—it's still well, not as. Oh, Rain won't as go away, away. But that was the
2: condition that happened. Ellen Degeneres. Hey,
0: we don't need to talk about her. Isn't it Ellen Degeneres? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe yes. I. Yeah. No, sorry. sorry. anyway, yeah. that was just a, a long thing. Just no, we have, you have another point. point? We focus wait, did I see no, another? one? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: I have a question, and this this may not seem obvious what my real question is, but let me ask the fake question. Oh my goodness!
4: Big lead up. Hook, line, Is there oh. evidence of that?
2: <laughs> is America anything special? Oh, excellent question. Or is it just another nation among nations? You know the I answer to You know
4: the that, answer, the was answer, answer. to that. You were saying it was a fake question because the answer is obviously yes.
2: Right? America, yeah. George Bush. <laughs> really? Land <of> yeah. <laughs> George, George. <laughs> I think the
0: answer used to be <laughs> yes. And we were in the newsroom again. I think we've squandered it. I, I think we, I think we were point. and I think we were the only nation on the planet that supported the land of Israel and I think that we were the only planet on the nation that was founded on principles found only in the scripture but now you're right I don't think we're anything special but that doesn't answer the question of how do we interact with people whether we're going to diss the greatest nation on earth or we're going to how are we going to walk that I'm going to answer follow-up question. Um, Yeah, Is it the real real question?
2: No, this is somewhat unrelated. Um, I remember when I first moved to Charlotte, I heard a really fascinating debate between Dr. Michael Brown and Rabbi Shmuley about is homosexuality America's greatest problem. Michael Brown took the position of yes. Shmuley took the position of no. And Michael Brown had some really interesting evidence of like children's books of like one of them that I remember was you know little billy is looking for a girlfriend and he's you know this girl eh, and i got this girl eh," and and then he finds sam and he's like whoa oh hey and that's where it ends and it's like okay great well these are like kids books and he had like tons of them and shmuley was like this is just an evangelical um, blinders on like you guys are blind to. there's so many other issues like abortion um, alcoholism um there's you know worse than homosexuality is the amount of men who beat their wives things like that He's like, you guys, are, you never talk about any of that why? Like before you guys can even speak about anything about homosexuals why don't you address all the other evils that have been prevalent that you guys just seem to turn a blind eye to Bam! it was a great question and Michael Brown had nothing really to say to it um, at least that I recall maybe he did, he did write a book called A Queer Thing Happened mm-hmm. to America which may have addressed that but very interesting I was curious to hear what people would say to that
4: why I I, just on that argument it's really super progressive but um, just on that argument by the, I know we don't want to say the line like oh I got a bunch of gay friends but when we went to college you probably know a bunch of gay people yes. but we're, and I
0: never called them gay
4: Yeah, <laughs> they're homosexuals oh, yeah.
0: I just um, want to use the biblical term giant, no. and gay <laughs> oh, was so co-opted strange. from our
3: happy. I did have yeah. a lot of straight yeah. Anyway,
4: yeah. but the but the homosexual culture is much more, you don't hear, like, you do not going run TV campaigns on, like, women's violence. You're going to sell anything. You can sell a lot of things on, like, double income, no kids. You can sell a lot of things on homosexual agenda. You can sell, it's it's, it's so much bigger than any of those issues you just named.
2: So you're saying the money thing? is ten times thing?
4: bigger. It influences society ten times more. Like you're how? in the homosexual area, like If you're homosexual, you do a number of things. You have different, you have whole different nightclubs. There's no different nightclubs for people who beat their wives and people who do drugs. They're just... But that's what you're saying from a money It's a very standpoint. small minority, but the homosexual agenda encompasses your whole culture. It's everything.
6: But there's so few homosexuals
4: there's so few homosexuals but also so few Jews Look what happened there. Well,
0: I, there's actually believe view. it or not there's actually more Jews than homosexuals I know it's hard to believe but it's true but
4: I'm saying the few argument yes there's few Jews in the world and they do a lot there's few homosexuals in America but just because they're
2: not the biggest business like, they don't make the most noise doesn't mean they, they, those other issues ought to be ignored
4: it shouldn't be ignored they're not being ignored
0: no by and large well, there's less there's, there's less being said about because they white make speech. less of an
4: impact. Well, that's what I just said. Just because they make less noise, like they're not being ignored though. Okay. They're just smaller charities. So you, it's all money though. Well, the, all those issues that you say are being addressed on an individual on a little small jo- uh, charity, you know, mm-hmm. of Indian Row. but just any small there's. There's a lot of little people taking care of a lot of those problems, but homosexuality, of course, there's bigger people trying to tackle this. But it's just a bigger problem.
2: You think abortion is smaller than homosexuality?
4: No, I mean there's there's millions of, of big, that. That's a that, those are two big ones, and I would say Christianity is probably winning the fight on abortion versus the homosexual side. Really? I would say so. Yeah. Maybe
3: culturally, there's a really interesting. They're going down. Remember that uh, um, Charlotte 714 thing that the Bench did? Was that 714? Something like that, right? Yeah. There was this really interesting statistic that they were mentioning to promote this event of revival for the church, and they were sharing how Charlotte back in the day, like the 80s, where it was pretty much nowhere to be found was like a strip club or a sex shop or any of these like you know, sexually deviant places and they were pointing out how now you look at it now and we have one of the highest concentration of churches in the entire world yeah. outside of Scotland uh, yes. and we're uh, on like yeah. the top 10 list of the most sleazy cities in the entire United States and like i think it was david it was just like how is that even possible it's are you kidding me like there that means like most of these people that are keeping these businesses alive and you know, are going they to were sharing bandwidth and stuff like that. Are going to church? Yeah. Tiding tithing to church—that's
7: how you do it. Well,
2: church. maybe because Christians don't tithe, so maybe not.
7: Well, no, because they gave all their
2: money away at the place. <laughs> the Previous night, <laughs> I, I, I like. to am <laughs> oh, really I? But the horrors are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they got. Time. And I like to bring <laughs> <it> up <laughs> the, <laughs>
1: the, the financial pressures behind it. There's a ton of effort by. The occult side of things, and I think homosexuality is one of those areas that undermines a lot of a lot of our society. But I have a homosexual friend that or is um, a friend actually in the military.
2: Your opinion is therefore I families?
1: have a, you know. So you deploy, know. you're with these people, and this guy knows where I'm coming from. And he goes, you know, I invite him over, you know, to learn Shabbat and teach him about the Bible and stuff. And he, he wouldn't necessarily come over for that, but we we still have a extended friendship over 30 years and um he had, we were looking at the laws as it was being passed and he showed me you know one of the things out of the news report and he says i just want to know what you have to say about this and i thought about it and of course i thought about who he was and stuff and i just shared Hon- honestly it's discriminatory the way it's written also there's a side point but i told him i said you know the very people that are offended by homosexuality don't look further into the word and see the names associated how god con- considers that particular act and how he uses the same words to define other types of sure. of things so, so we lose
0: the moral high ground if we geez. don't eat kosher
1: i said you know until you're until you're addressing this i don't see where you're standing on any particular platform to be able to criticize the other and so with other believers that's where I would challenge those people who say that good. Oh, I'm a Christian. Whatever. Good. I think that's a great...
0: That's the first thing I've heard as far as what we should do instead of railing against, for, or whatever. That's that's good. If you're not eating kosher...
6: So stick to the community of believers rather than... Well, if, you, than if the, you're going to uh, talk
0: to the community of believers, then eating kosher gives you a moral high ground to talk about an abomination to God. Absolutely. It's as simple as that. That's number one.
3: Uh, it's just, it was interesting, I was trying to pull it up real quick, but that particular verse, I think it's in Corinthians, it mentions several of those issues that you just brought up, that Shmuley brought up, like, included in homosexuality is, like, angry, getting angry, alcohol, being, like, a drunkard, being greedy, like, it actually mentions things that aren't, like, eating kosher, or the, the pretty, the, the righteous things that we do that are very visible, it's, like, mm-hmm. a lot of internal stuff, I, I I'm not going to pull it up, but that was just an interesting point, because I think those are, I I had uh, gotten in a bit of a debate on Facebook with someone I knew from high school that turned out to be gay, because I posted that particular verse, yeah, I posted this particular verse as like a point, like, because everybody was talking about it right around Amendment 1, it was like, man, we have a lot of work to do, if you're out there condemning homosexuality, and you're flipping out on your wife, or you know, getting drunk on the weekends with all of your college buddies, like, yeah. you, you can't really say anything because this verse encompasses all of that. That's right. But I, the point before about how the homosexual agenda is pretty much encapsulated in this idea of love and how important that is, I feel like that says a lot about where we are because a lot of the other issues that you talked about, it's its a lot about, like, um, there's a there's a lot of, like, passionate emotional like uh, promotion of other issues. And and it, sometimes it can come across very like hateful or, or very um, angry, you know, because these issues are so terrible, like domestic violence and abortion and all that. But it's just interesting, this one doesn't get a lot of heat because there's they're they have like the love they're playing the love card all the time, so anyone that goes against that is like automatically playing the hate card. You know, and that to me says our response should be just like Yeshua talked about, about how we as his disciples are to look to other people. They'll know us by our love for one another. Sure. You know, and yeah. that's another way that we can respond. That's good. Making sure that it's loving. And it sounds like your response to your friend has been loving, which well, has allowed a, these conversations.
0: The fact that he's a friend. Exactly. Is the beginning. And that's that's yeah. cool. Right. That's and really I cool. think my position is, is better than most of yours since if the homosexual comes up to me who knows? I mean, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know where I stand and they come up to me and say so what do you think about the Supreme Court decision? What's the answer? The Supreme Court didn't make a decision No. so it was the previous court and I think they were right Who am I to take a to get a discount on my taxes because I'm married according to the state and you married to or whatever you want to call that well, I guess the Supreme Court called it married to that other man. You should also get a discount on your taxes. I get it. Yeah, That's it's a monetary so. thing. I don't agree with your lifestyle. I don't agree that you should be together. But it has nothing to do with whether or not you should get a discount on your taxes.
4: But we both agree we should take give the government less money. <laughs> <laughs> Amen Yeah. But I think, I think I've I think I've now got
0: an open road to discuss other things, to discuss and move forward, rather than no I'm against what you stand for. Well you don't have a lot to discuss now, you're done. Whereas I think my position is <laughs> it's not what God called marriage. It's not what the Bible describes as marriage. But the Supreme Court has made it clear that if you're married to this guy and I'm married to this gal and the government's going to give me a discount on my taxes because I'm married, but they won't for you, I think they should for you. In fact, to be perfectly frank, I don't think I should get a discount on my taxes because I'm married, nor should you. So now it really doesn't matter. If you're married, now
6: the money or just the issue. right, now the money thing's gone.
0: So if <laughs> if then you've then got then a you civil money. union versus a marriage, it really doesn't matter since neither one of us gets the discount for being married.
1: Do you get an extra discount? Well, it's not only money; it <laughs> it's so like ligam-
0: whoa, good. Now that needs to be the next thing to go <laughs> up, right? We're <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just
3: gonna so see if second. this throws so works. So you purchased a license and do every year, or however many times you have to renew it, how many years you have to renew it, so that you are a law-abiding citizen and can legally drive. Correct. And then the state comes along and goes, or a bunch of known drunk drivers come along and say, hey, all of our licenses were taken away, or let's say we never even got them because this has always been a problem from when we were 16. And they're like, we need licenses too. Would you agree in that case? I would
0: argue just as I did against the homosexual marriage. Once the law has been passed, the law has been passed. There's no reason to argue it anymore. It just doesn't make any sense. Do I think they should drive? No. Do I think you should be married if you're married to a man? No. Do I think that you should get a discount on your taxes because you're married and I shouldn't? Or the other way around? No. I don't. In fact, I don't think that the city should be in any way involved in marriage at all. Why do I need a license to be married? It means that to be married is illegal without permission. And that to me is anathema to begin with. I don't care who drives as long as I get to shoot them if they're coming towards me. (laughs)
6: In any way, head on traffic. <laughs> Do you remember a couple months ago, whenever we had this a, a similar discussion? You said that there are three things that this issue, in particular, really drives home as to why it's so so important to the fabric of our society and, and so important to us as believers, or something about how it about just why the does it ring a bell at all? Um, Not
0: that
7: I can think of right now. Could be the other spur. A lot. You know, well, he's he's very prolific as well. No, I think but was, I think but quite frankly, that.
0: I mean, it is true. The things that are being torn down in our society are the things that were torn down in Rome. We're on our way. I mean, you need to try and grab onto the porcelain as you're swimming around in a circle, as as hard as you can. Because we are in flush mode right now. Oh, yeah. We are tearing away the fabric of society that builds great nations. Undermining the family is, is one of the strongest ways. So that's number one. Yes. Number two would be drugs and the, the uh, use of intoxicants as a regular and acceptable means of living life. It was in Rome, and it now is in many states Completely applicable, no problem to be stoned out of your mind. Okay, so what's the third one? There's only three pillars to society. When the third one goes,
5: we're all gone.
0: a right, little right, move. God, come on, come
5: on. Well, so I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking because this whole idea of the role of the government, right, and uh, you know. You're making the argument that government has got involved in marriage and screwed it all up. Uh, to some extent, <laughs> let's take another issue um, that was a national issue in our history: uh, was the government right to abolish slavery in this country when you had? You had Christian people, you know, in this state and other states in the South who were in church all the time who quoted uh and could recite chapters and verses by the, the best we can. Okay, and by all typical standards would be considered moral, godly, upright citizens, and yet they owned black African-American slaves, Um, and the government, the federal government, got involved and said that's wrong, was the government right or wrong in getting involved in that?
1: I think it's interesting that the language had their practice unconstitutional, and so they really didn't have to make a whole lot of changes to the Bill of Rights or the Constitution, in order to reposition, you know,
5: come to a different view on that particular practice. And you are talking about. But, but my point is this there were godly people who yeah. knew Scripture who apparently had not interpreted slavery as being a problem scripturally. I think that's a good point. So if I was to put myself on the. If I was to try to put myself in the shoes of the homosexual community right couldn't they make the argument that well you're interpreting the scripture that this is a problem but but maybe your interpretation is wrong just like the people you know 150 years ago <clears throat> had had a bad interpretation of the scripture that they knew quite well that slavery was Currently okay so you know so homosexuality and abortion are kind of the two well they're the two big moral issues are plenty of moral issues in our in our society today that, are, that we're confronted with but those are obviously the ones that get a lot of press um, but 150 years ago the moral issue of the day was slavery and that was not and that was not being argued between quote-unquote seculars and believers that was being argued between believers and believers yeah but the government ultimately weighed in on that issue and passed a law which is every law is morality legislated Right? I, I think, though, that me,
0: Personally, I think they made the wrong decision then, and they made the wrong decision I now. I don't have any problem with slavery, um, provide. I just want to make sure that we're all clear on this. You're, you're I don't sure. have any problem with slavery, provided that the slaves are kept the way the Bible right. says that they need to be kept. There is a biblical model for slavery. Absolutely, exactly. exactly. and it's that's, that's not what was going on in well, many well, cases. Well, first
7: and foremost, the biggest issue that was with the way I mean, that, not, thats not to rabbit trail too much here, but I mean we're talking. Kidnapping and selling them as slaves was most of how the slave trade from Africa was running. That's absolutely forbidden in Scripture. But kidnapping alone is top I mean, yeah, so, shelf. So, anyway, so the point, like, I feel like, to your point, the issue is not that the believers, um, it's irrelevant if they're believers or not. I don't know how much they know the Bible. The problem is they weren't reading anything prior to Matthew, I and mean, not enough. Because the slavery issue, I think that your to your point, about interpretation, I do agree that the interpretation of North American believers on the issue of slavery was wrong, because they weren't really studying what the Torah said on how to treat slaves and what what constituted an appropriately um, an appropriately established profession, if you will, of servitude. Okay, they didn't that was that was being ignored. And in, in, but this issue, though, I do think that it's really difficult to have a different interpretation when God says it's an abomination and if you do it, you die. I mean, there's really not any and no other place way to in look the world to come. It. Yeah, I mean, and then all these next level people are condemned. This lifestyle is condemned. So it's like, uh, but the thing is, I think to me. But so my
5: point, my point is not, not necessarily to compare the issue of homosexuality with the issue of slavery. My point was government involved the in. government got involved. Were they right or wrong to get involved? Absolutely wrong, in my opinion. I don't like the
7: government getting involved in anything. Well, Well, even even though we some things, I'm not libertarian totally. I
0: think part of the government government's role is to protect and to serve, and they they needed to protect the welfare of the citizens of the country, and because of the misapplication of slavery, um, mostly in the north, but a lot in the south, um, they needed to step in and make a change.
7: Well, my issue, I guess, is just the way that the government. Handled that because it was clearly not structured through the Constitution that we'd established. So, regard—I mean, it's kind of like you—you you can cure the disease.
0: You know, we had to break the Constitution in order to affirm the Constitution, right? right.
7: And I have a real problem with that's—that's
1: that's a totally
0: sure. different well, argument. It was only after the Civil War that the United States—remember,
1: the Civil War was not about slavery. It was only after the Civil War
0: that the United States was addressed as a singular rather than a plural.
1: But as far as this issue goes, as far as the homosexual
7: issue goes, you have a good point in saying that because I do support the Constitution, the Constitution allows for the Supreme Court to override the way it's being interpreted today, the way that the government's been established for the last 150 years since the slavery debate. The Supreme Court has the authority to, to wipe out rules that we, the people, make. Now, we have the only way, only, we the only one, you know, one the only recourse we have is the constitutional, constitutional amendment. amendment. The only other influence we have is to elect presidents who appoint Supreme Court justices. The only
5: reason that that happened always shows is the because- foot, The footsteps of the Supreme Court with pitchforks and- Yeah, it isn't really, yeah. That doesn't work so well. <laughs> not right. We had
7: eight years of Barack Obama, and he's appointed what? two justices. It's eight years of Bush before that? What do we do? Well, Bush, yeah. yeah. So the point is, these judges are here in the Supreme Court making a decision because of how we voted for presidents in the past 30 years. Or
0: failed to vote, since some are maybe too young to vote. Okay, a couple things real quick before, just to comment on down a little bit. Um, this is a list of conservative judges. The Democrats in North Carolina deemed several years ago that judicial races, those are for judges, for those of you who don't know the English language yet, um, judicial races, could no longer be partisan, which means that the judge running for office could no longer say that he was a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, a Conservative, a Liberal, Homosexual, whatever it may be. Is that a party now? I'm they sorry? It's a, a party, party. now. Um, so it's been very difficult to know for whom to check, uh, to, to vote in the in the judicial races. Um, so uh, Steve Nosko you may not have met him yet, but he's Peter's soon-to-be father-in-law, is nice a guy. very big oh, yeah. um, party player and uh, has put together this uh, this who to vote for if you want to vote Republican conservative um, and someone who's got A-plus ratings for the NRA. Thank you very much, Second Amendment. Um, <laughs> Best but argument on but I told him, and he believes as do I that this backside of this card dealing with who are the conservative judges is extraordinary so I want to encourage you to take one of these um, with you um, when you leave tonight so that you can vote appropriately in the next few weeks how many of you are actually registered to vote it is 100% I vote just checking. As I'm just wondering if my wife. I'm just wondering if Brock is registered yeah. to vote yes. in North Carolina yes. Good, good for you. He went through the
4: Regate factory. Woo!
0: How about his wife? Shining. I don't know. Check the wife. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we move further, and I know you guys have some other comments, and that's great, and I want to hear those, um, David McDonald has a comment. Pete's so going to read that comment. For instance, David is watching and participating with us. Say hey to David. Hey, 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 hey.
6: David. McDonald says, I, I have a friend. Asking, and there it ask, is. Asking for he signs friend. at David McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> he said more than that, a little bit more. I have a friend who knows someone who works with people who suffer from this illness. He's speaking of the illness of homosexuality, I believe. And what I found interesting was that this health group
3: has noticed that a large number of homosexuals come from broken families, absent fathers, etc. It seems to me that as righteous men. There is much that we can say about encouraging and upholding the biblical definition of marriage to reverse the tide that is happening in our society. I also don't believe this comes from government intervention, but rather from us demonstrating and being able to articulate what marriage truly is. Excellent.
0: Somebody say amen. 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 It's really important that we not only talk the talk, but walk the talk, and that we respect and lift up our wives and give them a picture of what it can be like. I firmly believe that. So, there you go. Final comments on this topic? Sir?
5: Um, I've probably shared this analogy before either in this or with different folks individually, but yeah, you know, we're talking about a decision because they did make a decision by... By not making a decision. That's exactly right. We're talking about a a decision that that has come down, as it were, from the highest court in the land, um, of which we are all subject to its jurisdiction. And um, this is, I think, a great analogy to use when talking to people about... Torah, and in particular uh, Jewish law, as it's yeah. you know, as it's come down through God's people, mm-hmm. because the Constitution of the United States in this country is a sacred document. It's held uh, by almost all camps as having special significance, and and. In the analogy, the the Constitution in the United States would be likened to the Torah, right? Which is the Constitution of God's kingdom. Because the Torah is not just a religious document or a document for spiritual consumption, even though it is that. It is also, um, and one might even argue, primarily the Constitution for the kingdom of God in terms of how God's people will govern themselves under a theocratic type of regime, right? Mm-hmm. So, if we have the Constitution of the United States in this analogy equivalent to the to the Torah, both revered, highly regarded. We have judges in 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 the US we have local courts and state courts and federal courts and you know and we have the this, different, this system of uh, courts and this judicial um, process culminating with the highest court in the land which is the supreme court which in the analogy would be the equivalent of the Sanhedrin in God's economy and so um I think there's, a, there's a, a, a good analogy here to help people who um, may struggle with the whole concept of Jewish law or rabbinic law, whatever you want to call it, in that the, the Constitution of God's kingdom sanctioned the appointment of judges. It also said they cannot add to or subtract from the Constitution the Torah. But they have the power and the authority to adjudicate and apply the constitution of the kingdom and interpret interpret it for specific situations. And if you're part of that kingdom, then you are subject to that um, legal precedent or case law, as it were. Just like if we're in the United States, we are now... Um, whether we agree with it or not it has nothing to do with whether you agree with it or not. You need to recognize it. I know, I firmly disagree with the Supreme Court decision um, in this land to legalize abortion. Couldn't agree or disagree more, right? On constitutional ground? Right. But I also know that if I go chain myself to the door of an abortion clinic, I fully expect to go to jail and pay a fine and whatever because I'm subject to the law of this land, and if I don't like the law of this land, then I go find a new land. Or change the law. Or, through the appropriate the, processes. Use the appropriate process to change the law, right? I think there's a there's a similar analogy in that, you know, when we talk about um, Jewish law, for those of us who have attached ourselves to Israel, who believe that we should be um, living by the Constitution of God's Kingdom, then we have to recognize that God's Kingdom and that Constitution is appointed judges, and there has been there has there has been rulings that have come down, and so we have to kind of ask ourselves: Do we get to just whether we agree or disagree? It's not about what the actual ruling says. It's are you going to recognize? That there is some some authority there or not, so that was, kind of took the conversation slightly different direction. But uh, nobody But, it's a good, but, but it's it's a I idea. think it's a good illustration, particularly with if you're talking to folks who still kind of scratch their head a lot with anything "quote unquote" rabbinic, or you know, I think it's possibly a good way to get people to at least consider and think. So. Yes, sir. Just one one of my
1: concerns, and, and it, I think it tails off of what you're saying, is, is that we're looking at a sheet of conservative judges, but in the theocratic kingdom, they weren't looking for a swayed party. Somebody would lean one way or the other, but a proper interpretation of the very document that was their constitution. And that's where this is what I'm going to look at, and that's the way I'm going to vote. But that is a distinct difference
5: between the two. To agree. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
1: so not the only one, but I think that. But we, we also to know that, that
5: even in the king, in the kingdom of Israel, there were at times corrupt judges. Absolutely. But I was right. There were people the that were place. not ruling uh, with. Integrity and, you know, these other character traits that the Taurus describes should be, you know, uh, the traits that, that are visible in the ones who are appointed, right? So because man and men are involved and men are, you know, Fall. uh, fallible, et etc., et cetera, it's, n- it's always going to be, there's always going to be... Um, something that can be criticized and some error or some problem or some issue that can be pointed out. That's just the reality because men are involved, but nevertheless God chose valuable men.
0: And oftentimes chose in those positions. Chose men that the people deserved.
5: Yes. And that's the other thing. that is, you know, that, you know, to pick up on, you know, I think it was Joshua commented that to a certain extent we are reaping as a nation what we sown what we have sown um, and you know all of this is fu- fundamentally comes back to a spiritual deficiency um, and quite frankly a superficial Christianity mm. because Christianity still is at least you know at least in, uh, I don't know if in substance, but at least in practice, Christianity is still the dominant religion of this country. Right? No, wait a couple of minutes. I mean, yeah. All
0: right, so um, just to to summarize, um, with a with a personal uh, vignette, um, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a man more patriotic for this country than me. More than George Bush. Oh, way. George Bush is not a big drug. So, it has been uh, I I don't want to see a, say a rude awakening, but it's certainly been an eye-opener um, to consider a couple of things. And, and one is, um, that little soliloquy um, I got from Greg several years ago, and it... Uh, it makes, it makes a patriot stop and think, well, well hang on, what comes first? My allegiance to America, or my allegiance to Israel, or my allegiance to God's people, or my allegiance to the Torah? You know it used to be simple, I pledge allegiance to the flag and to the United States of America. Yeah. Um, it's Not different. That easy now, yeah. So, um, especially as we see our country um, start the big swirl in the bottom of the porcelain bowl, um, do we forsake our national origin? And yet, of the ten unchangeables that we have, one of them is our national origin. You can't change that. You can make allegiance with somebody else but God decided that all of you would be born as Americans. Hoorah. Hoorah, right? Um, and yet, our, and our country seems and to be changing some of the stuff. So, so where's the allegiance? <laughs> well, based on what Greg was saying, I and mean, it is true, we are obligated to maintain and be under the laws of the United States of America. And yet, under that is an unwavering allegiance that we must have as believers in Messiah Yeshua in his constitution, the Torah. So, which one reigns? Well, clearly, if if the Torah says don't and the Constitution of the United States or the way it's been interpreted says do it, we still can't do it, right? And vice versa. So, that is the overriding deal there so as, as, a, as a man of faith and as a man of um, patriotism I, I have been wrenched as to where, where my um, allegiances lie and I want to encourage you to deal with that yourself understand that and and face those same kind of questions um, and then of course if you really want to get a headache just you know go that next step and say well you know the constitution parallel is is so beautifully played out with the sages of israel and if if you don't have uh, a copy of the code of jewish law well then how do you how do you really obey sure. the people to which the the people to which you've been joined? I mean, how do you you really do it? Oh, well, you've been joined, but you really don't want to be a part of the commonwealth. You just want to be like an illegal alien.
2: Sit sit down for the Pledge of Allegiance.
0: Yeah, right? I don't want to come I'm going to keep in my hat. You know, Um, there's, I mean, I think that's another class in of itself, but it really should stop and make you think because it really does make me think. Um, I think to uh, David McDonald's point um, God willing and by his grace you will have marriages that can be used as, as examples you will you will raise children that can be used as shining stars amidst a, a crooked, crooked and perverse generation to say that yes spanking your children is a good idea here's the product look when you homeschool your family and you actually teach them the word of God, rather than that homosexuality is true, you actually can end up with people that can speak to adults. And they, they don't miss out on that fellowship and socialization skills and so forth. So some of these things are really easy, but we should step to the front. We should be asking those that we believe are homosexuals. We should be asking them, hey... Uh, we've really never talked about it, but I, I was just curious about your, uh, your take on this whole uh, homosexual marriage thing and, and where you're at there. Do you, you think it's a good idea? I'd get that conversation going. There's no problem having homosexuals as acquaintances, right? And allowing them to get to know a godly man. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as it's not like a homosexual woman. Right. But well, we're not talking to women anyway, right? So you get to know the homosexual man. He gets to know you. And he's influenced by your godly walk. I think that's a great thing. Invite him over your house. Teach him the word of God. Let him see that there's a better side. That's right. You may be his only hope. I, I think that's the way it needs to be. But all of that said, it would be great if we did change the course of our nation. And to that end, I just want to make it clear. I, it's all out on the table and it's being recorded. I personally believe it was a mistake to change the Constitution and allow women to vote. There it is, it's out. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was a big mistake. I don't think women should have the right to vote. I think that it's a man's job and, you know, it's a big mistake. It
1: was a bigger mistake.
0: Yeah, the bigger mistake is the man who lets his wife vote no, for the pardon. Who eats the it's the man the who house. doesn't train up his wife, and they
1: vote opposite, no. and they
0: cancel each other out. They cancel each other out. out
1: no, they, that's a problem. No, it was he who doesn't pay taxes was, cannot vote. That was it. Sure. Property owners were only the ones. Property owners, owned. you're exactly right. Was
0: the, when they yeah. Took yeah. That? Uh, property yeah. owners should be the ones to. You, know, did, I you know. know, you know. I say a Quick,
2: easy fix to your problem.
0: Just. I didn't know I had a problem.
2: Well, for the homosexual problem, just make it sh- Sharia, the law of the land. Oh, thank you. And yeah, that's done. great. It we're good. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. So oh, I, do, oh, I do... 10 years.
0: That yeah, give it time,
4: right? That would solve the So I do want to make it... It would uh, solve the problem. Iran does not have a homosexual
0: problem. <laughs> that's right. That's what i say. I do want to make it abundantly clear that I think that it is your responsibility as a married man make sure that your wife is going to vote the way you vote and if you can't get a convincing argument so that she votes the way you think she should vote and I think you both need to sit down with someone else mm-hmm. quite frankly if you've got voting aged kids you ought to be getting you should be taking they them to the voting place and if you are, to, are voting? You should make sure that your wife is going to vote, unless, of course, she's a flaming liberal, and in which case, you should, should keep her home. We have <laughs> a
4: class on convincing your religious friends to vote, it seems to be like pretty
5: tough, dude. We I, all voted because so of we, your we, annoying we, text messages. Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <is> that, <laughs> I, I think
0: that I think that we should Levinson, be definitely voting for him. I think we should be blackballing. Anyone who doesn't vote. We all had the stickers. If you, we all
4: if you have Keep the knocking, he will give you bread, not because he is your friend, but because you persist. Yeah, and, and then you block him on text messages. My, my favorite
1: voting jingle: Vote like it matters. But once, vote once. Everybody's included, right? Yeah, there it is.
5: Well, it's cliche, but it's, it's cliche for a reason. That is, if you don't vote. You can't complain.
0: So if we disagree with what's out there, we should vote to change it. Johnny,
5: um, as a
6: just in general, I mean I know it's kind of cheesy, but it's I think that these sort of issues when they come up in our society, you know, I don't really see that they change a lot of people's opinions on where they stand. in fact, I think they s- seem to strengthen wherever you stood before these things took place. As a result of that, that should just mean that we should be more of a light. That should give us more cause. I mean, I think, just kind of taking some of the the ideas behind what you said, and I was going to say this much earlier, but it, it should just strengthen our resolve to be that light, to be that person who, oh, you know what? I'm not going to say that around him because we are who we are. I'm not going
0: to... Yeah, the bottom line, Johnny, is unfortunately we are not the light we ought to be the light but we are not we used to be called the silent majority and then when we started making a little bit of noise we became the most beloved people group in America the far right moral majority within three and a half years we became the most hated group within five and a half years we became the most feared group you the fundamental Christian. You are the most feared group in America beyond the Islamists mm-hmm. who will take your head off. You're on a and you know the bottom line is? It's because we're not lights. It's because we don't tell them. It's because we don't engage the ones in which we disagree. You know who we talk to? We talk to the people we know agree with us. That doesn't do diddly. We need to be talking to the people we know disagree and convincing them otherwise. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm, I'm going right. a pray for you father god i pray for all these men i pray father that you would give them opportunity after opportunity you would surround them with homosexuals thank you father for the opportunity to share your love your grace and the truth that can be found in messiah yeshua and his torah father i pray for the elections coming up in just a few scant weeks i pray father you would grant us the time the privilege the honor and the opportunity to discuss these measures with our wives and our voting children that we would begin to turn the course of our nation before it's too late. And Father, as we begin to sink and continue to go down into this cesspool, swimming around in the toilet as it flushes, I pray, Father, that you would find us faithful to stand resolute on the promises of God, knowing that we look for and are in hope of a city whose maker is above all, that the King of Kings would come and we would be relieved from this time. But until then, Father, I pray that you would find us faithful to be men and women, as Johnny said, of righteousness, that we would engage our community, that we would engage the sinners and debate the issues with them. Father, I pray for courage myself and for my fellow men. I pray that you would grant us great wisdom and inscribe us in the book of life. Father as we come together in two nights for Simchat Torah I pray that it would be a night like no other night and that we would be dancing around and grateful for yet another year to read through your Torah and affect a world for righteousness and preparation for the coming of our King and all God's people say. Amen. Amen.